Welcome back to Half the Battle. I'm your host, as always, Daniel Levy, your co-host, Shaq. And man, it's crazy that 2020 is basically over. The UFC, no more events in the UFC this year. So we're going to recap the best and the worst of uh, 2020. And uh, man, Shaq, can you believe this year flew by so fast? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, the years do go by fast these days, man. The days go by by faster. So, you know, uh, it's not that surprising, but I'm glad we're on the 2021. I'm glad as well, man, but there's a lot to talk about, so we'll get down to everything here in a sec. But obviously, first, we got to let the fans know that support for Half the Battle is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Looking for the ultimate stocking stuffers for this holiday season? Look no further, because our sponsors, Manscaped, have the tools to make you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Manscaped is the only brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming and hygiene products, and great news, they just released their products across Europe, Canada, and Australia. And Shaq, I mean, we've been uh, nailing this point home, man. You got to stay ready for those short-notice opportunities with Manscaped. And a few of their products that are prime stocking stuffers this season. Uh, obviously, you got to talk about the crop preserver. And uh, obviously, you know, the ball deodorant speaks for itself. They got the crop reviver, which is um, the toner. It's got some hazel extract. So they got all the products to keep you fresh. And what I like was they, they went ahead. They hooked us up with their new cologne, that refine. And let me just tell you that it smells absolutely fantastic. So, Use the promo code BATTLE20 at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. That's BATTLE20, all caps, BATTLE20 at manscaped.com. Be the ballsiest gift giver this holiday season, Shaq. Yeah, man, 100%. I, I, I tried out that cologne. It does smell pretty good, man. So not only are your balls smelling good, not only is... Uh, you know, you know, your boss smelling, but now you now your whole body smelling good, man. So Manscaped, you know, they're uh they're they're keeping everyone in tip top shape this holiday season. I heard uh, I heard the results been good since uh since that new cologne arrived, Shaq. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, hey, if your balls smell good, you smell good, then you feel good, man. You feel good, you look good, you do everything good. So Shaq, let's get right down to business, man. We gotta talk about the knockout of the year first. And I have a feeling we might be on the same page here. I got to give it to Joaquin Buckley, man, against Impa. Because it's funny because, like, going into this year, I wasn't even sure if Joaquin Buckley was was a UFC caliber guy, to be 100% honest with you. I thought that he was just, you know, some brawler. So, you know, he could be some club fighter. But, man, he's showed us he's a lot better than I thought he was, man. Not just because of that knockout. He's got takedowns. He's not just a guy that swings big bombs. And that that highlight reel knockout went so viral to the point that, you know, I'm at Thanksgiving dinner, you know, I go to my dad's place for Thanksgiving and he's showing me, he's like, did you hear about that knockout? When you, when, when they say that knockout, I already know what they're referring to. So I got to go. Joaquin Buckley is uh, my number one, man. Yeah, man. You know, that, that definitely was, I mean, that was probably one of the best knockouts I've seen. I mean, in the live moment, I, I think that's what I tweeted. I said, that might be one of the uh, best knockouts we've seen, you know, and, uh, another good one. You can't forget no love uh, against the Sun Sal that was, you know, grabbing the fence and then sleeping them. That was, that was pretty spectacular, but yeah, Buckley, I mean, we never, we never seen a move like that. So he's my KO of the year as well, but you know, I'll give Cody Garbrandt some honorable mention. Uh, another good one is, uh, 
was my boy Black Kovic earlier this year against Corey in the rematch. You know, Corey, Corey went to sleep. I mean, that's just facts. And let's not forget about Dariu. She had a he had a nasty KO uh, earlier as well, man. There was a couple of good ones, man. Dober had a a big upset and a KO. A lot of people aren't talking about that one. And another one of my uh, low key ones that not too many people uh, talk about, Daniel is uh, when Brian Kelleher fought uh, Hunter Azor earlier. I mean, Hunter Azor went to bed, bro. I mean, he was literally snoring. So, you know, uh, that was a that was another vicious knockout. That was definitely a brutal KO. Uh, a couple to add to the list. We only got to see Francis Ngannou for about 20 seconds in all of 2020. But, boy, were those 20 seconds vicious, my friend, because uh, he went out there against Rosenstrike and – Slept him. Still the only man to defeat Rosenstrike in MMA to this day. And then also Kevin Holland against Jacare. I mean, you know, it's not surprising that Kevin won. It's surprising how Kevin won. He beat Jacare on the mat, off his back, starts punching him, starts elbowing him, knocks him unconscious. It was absolutely devastating and brutal. So that, that's got to be right up there, Shaq. I mean, yeah, you know, hashtag, uh, you know, uh, punches from bottom. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, Kevin, Kevin was uh, channeling his his inner Nico Price there, and he was he got Jacare to suck into his game. I mean, he was telling Jacare, you know, Jacare, I had a dream about this, you know, <laughs> and Jacare engaged with him, and he went to sleep, man. You know, and now it's uh, you know, these some of these old guys are are on their way out, and guys like Kevin Holland, who's in the running for for fight of the year, um, you know. Now he's booming, you know. Now he's the talk of the town. So, for sure, shout out to everybody uh, in the chat here with us. So, uh, my boy Rex Lee says, "Merry Christmas, Shaq and Dan. Merry Christmas, Rex Lee." My boy uh, Four Twenty is doing some Christmas shots. We got my boy Easy. Oh, yeah. It's midnight over there in the UK. I appreciate you spending your midnight with us. Um, UK Four Twenty said uh, he's ready for. He's ready like T ready like T Wood is ready for a second UFC run. Let's get that right. So, uh, <laughs> yo, MT wants to know. He says, Shaq, did T Wood really get cut? That's your boy, <laughs> man. So, I uh, so he earlier this morning on his Snapchat, he said he just had a picture that said cut. So, like w when everyone saw that, I mean, I'm still not sure if it's not true or true, but he, I mean. What else would that mean? You know, like he, he said cut and then, uh, you know, Malky says it's not true. But I mean, if they and you know, yeah, T Wood is my boy. You know, uh, look, I feel I feel bad for the guy. I mean, these last three fights, Daniel, we're talking over 15. I mean, there was some 10 eighters in there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and look, I know it's Usman, Covington and Burns. And those are the top three guys. But I mean. Guys, uh, he's not showing anything in those fights, man. So I, I definitely understand if they cut him, uh, Mtez. I mean, you know, uh, he can focus on that rap career, you know, PFL, Bellator. I mean, you know, you know, falling in and out of love. And then <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I think it, I think it's probably just one of those things where you know his manager is just changing up the the verbiage on us. You know he's he probably asked for his release instead of got cut. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know you you can read between the lines. It, it, it was one of those. So. <laughs> but um, real quick, uh, Sensei says y'all think Kraus puts Buckley to sleep? Mm, uh, I don't man. personally. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for the fight, uh, Sensei. I mean, you know, both these dudes are from the same hood, I, I hear. So, you know, apparently Buckley's kicked out of every gym in Missouri for for uh, sparring too hard. So, 
and, and Kraus called him a shitbox, so now he's got to answer. Kraus probably should have picked a fight with the welterweight, Sensei, but instead he uh, he wants to fight a middleweight. We know what happened the last time he fought at middleweight. You know, uh, it didn't look too good. So, you know, I know it was a day notice, but, you know, I'm, I'm excited for that fight. That's one of the fights I'm looking forward to for uh, 2021. And that whole thing about uh, Buckley getting kicked out of every gym that he's been to, not not anymore, man. Now he's found the right people with Jamal Hill and Chaos Williams. They they love his sparring uh, style. They didn't have an issue with uh, Buckley, so he fits in with those guys, and I feel like his career has been taken off, and all those guys have been looking good. Even though Chaos is coming off a loss, I still thought he performed well. Obviously, Jamal Hill, we're going to be talking about him, so there's a lot to uh, discuss. So I think Buckley's in the right spot for sure. Um, Addison agrees uh, with you, Shaq, on that uh, on that Cody uh, Garbranch knockout. Hey, man, a Suntau should have seen that coming. I mean, he was like, I mean, his hand was on the fence, but you know, Suntau, he, you know, he is pushing forty these days. So, you know, uh, unfortunately, you know, you know how these things tend to go. Yeah, hundred percent. So, submission of the year uh, for me. I got to go with Sterling versus Sanhagen, man. I thought it was going to be this fucking all-time classic fight, you know, between the two top prospects fighting for a title shot. So much was on the line. And Sterling just goes in there and blows him out the water like it was absolutely nothing. Made him look like he's never trained a day of jiu-jitsu in his life. Uh, that's my submission of the year. Aljamain Sterling over uh, Corey Sanhagen, Shaq. Yeah, that was uh, very unexpected. I mean, because it happened so fast. What, less than a minute? Uh, yeah. Like, right? Like it was less seconds. than a minute. Yeah. Yeah, one takedown, boom, it was over. So, And that's what got him his, uh, his uh, title fight, man. So, yeah, my uh, submission of the year, man, is was a, su it was a surprising submission. And, and, you know, not too many people saw this one coming because the notion on this person is that they have no ground game. And that's from my girl, GDR, Jermaine, the Iron Lady Durandamy. I mean, everyone, what's the, what does everyone usually say about Jermaine? Oh, she can't grapple. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You get on top of her, the round's over. Well, you know, that second round, Juliana, who's, you know, one of the better grapplers in that division. And, and you know, my girl Jermaine not only submitted her, but in that second round, she had her in a, in a Vaughn flu. I mean, Juliana was almost going to sleep, man. And and in that third round, she finally able, uh, she was finally able to get that uh, guillotine in the third round, man. And, and she put her to sleep, man. And, it, I mean, it shocked everybody. I mean, when you ever seen Jermaine hitting sub? So, you know, uh, that was my submission of the year. And, and, you know, maybe that uh, I'm expecting her and Holly to, to run it back here, you know, soon in 2021. And then we also got, uh, speaking of submissions, we got Juliana Pena, the person that got submitted against GDR. She's taking on Sarah, loves to tap in the second round, McMahon. So it'll be interesting to see if she can turn the tables in this upcoming fight, uh, if you know what I mean, Shaq. Yeah, another another uh, good submission. Even though the fight was uh, complete horseshit, and I don't even know if it, if it was a, a real submission, was – my boy, uh, you know, my boy postpartum Valente against Maurice Green. Hit him, <laughs> hit him with that uh, shit from bottom, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that was a nice sub. Uh, you remember when Kelleher made uh, Buddy tap with his feet earlier this year? That was a nice sub, too. Uh, well, that was name? Nice. Oday Osborne. I mean, Buddy had to tap with his Man. feet. You don't see that too often. Uh, we haven't heard Lipsky from the kids since. 
Um, he actually has a fight. He actually took a fight. I forget against who, but he's got that a kid fight. That, uh, um, I think it's that kid that uh, Tyson Nam knocked out, right? Jerome Rivera or whatever? No, nah, nah, Jerome Rivera is fighting Davison's little brother. Oh, um, uh, okay. So who was it I'm again? not sure. I'm not sure, but I think it's someone from Contender Series or some shit. Um, okay, let me look it up. So I'm curious, because like Ode came into the UFC with so much hype and then just... Took yeah, one L. We never heard from him again. Uh, it doesn't even say on Tapology, so who knows? Uh, I know he. I, I saw him not too long, maybe a couple of weeks ago. They said he had a fight, but uh, we'll see. But yeah, that was a good sub, man. Um, you know who else had a good sub this year? I said Lipsky. I said Kelleher. Uh, but yeah, Jermaine. Jermaine won it all for me. Yeah, I mean GDR. That's uh. No one expected that. Like, out of all the possible outcomes, they were saying knockout or decision for, for GDR. She goes out there, submits Juliana Pena. So that's got to be on anyone's list. Um, so rookie of the year. So someone that made their debut in 2020 and really stood out. I got two. The first one's pretty obvious. I got to go with Hamza Himayev, man. I mean, this guy came out of nowhere, went undefeated in 2020, uh, smashed his opponents completely, got a million followers on Instagram, and now he's fighting the number three guy on planet Earth to kick off uh, 2021. So I would say that's a hell of a rookie year right there. I got Hamza Himayev as my rookie of the year, man. Yeah, man, Chimaev. I mean, it was it was the year that Chimaev pretty much, man. My bad. Uh, I mean, this guy, he literally, look, the jury's still out, but, I mean, just the way he created that buzz, uh, for himself with those wins, I mean, just the you know, the whole uh, I'll smash you thing, you know, I mean, he took that and he ran with it, and you can't hate on that at all, so I definitely uh, agree with that. I'll go with, uh, man, who, uh, hold on, give me some, who, give me, give me some options, who, who made their debut this Vince year? Um, over Justin, that's a good option. You said what now? Habib over Justin Gaethje? Um, for oh, oh my bad, my bad. Sorry, I <laughs> sorry. You know it's holiday season, so we're uh we're feeling good over here. But yeah, back back to rookie of the year. But shout out to my boy Vincent because uh, Khabib did have a great sub over Justin. Oh yeah, for one hundred percent. I mean, I, I ain't never seen Justin look uh <laughs> look that uh, lost in a cage in my life. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, man, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll probably agree with uh, Chamayev. I can't think who else made their debuts this year. Um, man, I like the kid Taporia, but he just made it. He just had two fights real quick. Uh, Hill didn't make his debut this year. It was last year, right? Nah, Hill was this year. Hill's my other rookie. Of the oh, year. okay, okay, okay. Well, shit, sure, I'll go Jamal Hill. You know, because uh, I think he could uh, potentially make some some waves at uh at light heavyweight he did just hit the rankings it's unfortunate they took that win over Clitson away from him you know what i'm saying you know that bullshit for the uh for the weed shit but you know he, he'll be my rookie there that osp fight man i i ain't seen a performance like that at 205 against osp in a while since since ray i mean he finished him ray is you know ray has finished him you know in the very last second but you know he'll he'll got him out of there quick man Man, he'll look absolutely phenomenal against OSP. That was definitely one of the performances of the year, and you guys know how high I am on Jamal Hill and obviously going to talk about him throughout the show. So, yeah, definitely up there for Rookie of the Year. It's between him and Hamza Himaya for me. 
So performance of the year. So I, I got a few, man. Firstly, back to my boy Vincent. I got I, I got to go. Habib versus Gaethje, man. I mean, Habib. Like we thought that Gaethje was gonna finally be the guy to test him. He's got the D1 wrestling credential. He's got the one punch knockout power. This and that. You know, he's been looking great. Habib just dismantled him, man, and destroyed him like it was nothing, and then retired. So that's definitely got to be yeah. uh, one of the performances of the year, Shaq. I mean, like I said just a minute ago, I ain't never seen Justin Gaethje look so lost in the cage in my life. I, I was like, damn, he, he's just making Gaethje look like, you know, he's uh, it, it almost looked like I like Kinsa was in there for a second or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, uh, you know, but uh, yeah, man, that's definitely up there, man. Yeah. A couple of uh, good performances. Speaking of Gaethje was, I mean, him the, being the initial guy to break the Tony Ferguson streak. I mean, he was the guy that was headlining the card when we first came back, you know, from that little break that we had. And I mean, he, uh, a lot of people say he uh, ended Mr. Ferguson, you know what I'm saying, that night, and, and, and I think that might have been the case. So, you know, that was a great performance. Another great performance was Peter Yan against Jose Aldo, man. I, I thought that was a great fight. I mean, you know, Jose is a legend, one of the greatest uh, fighters to ever do it. And, I mean, Peter was faced with adversity in that fight in just the way it ended. I mean, that was that was just a beautiful uh, performance. Uh, another one is uh, – my boy, the, the triple goat going out, you know, uh, in his retirement party against Dominic Cruz. And, and you know, people would be like, oh, it, it was Dominic. But they weren't saying that shit before the fight because before the fight, I was seeing all type of shit saying Cruz was back and, and all this stuff. So, you know, uh, Henry went out there, knocked him out and retired. And, uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing Henry back in 2021. Yeah, for me, uh, performance of the year. You know, in addition to Habib and Gaethje, I also thought Davison, Dice Dugea, Figueredo, both times against Benavidez, those were two of the best performances of the year. Uh, just absolutely effortless. I mean, and, and it's violent and it's vicious the way he finished them both times. Uh, the first time, you know, he showed off, uh, even though he won by knockout the first time, he showed off that, that arm bar off his back, his takedown defense, his get-up game. Then the second time, dropped him like four times and then became the first man and UFC history, MMA history, to submit Joseph Benavidez. So, Davison Figueredo definitely up there, and then also uh, Israel Desanya against Paulo Costa. Man, um, I was thinking it was that was going to be his toughest test to date, and he went out there. I mean, yeah, I mean, let, let's just say, this way. Uh, he, he was humping him after the fight. That's how I mean, uh, Daniel. It got so bad that people were using the hashtag blacked out there. I mean, that, that's when you know it gets bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was a a destruction, and it. I mean, to the point I mean, pa like... Paulo Costa woke up um, the the following morning, you know, with the with the number one video on Pornhub. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely uh, one of the performances of the year, no doubt about it. Um, also, Jan Blahovich against uh, Dom Reyes, man, uh, to go out there win that belt. I know we're gonna get to him soon, but. That's one of the performances of the year. So upset of the year. So on paper, it's got to go to Shanna Dobson against Agapova. It was literally the biggest upset of the year. So, and I mean, it's funny because Agapova, all she did was smashed Hannah Cyphers. And, you know, there was all this talk about, oh, she's the next Joanna Young Jacek. And she was, <laughs> you know, all this shit. and that. And then Shanna Dobson just goes out there with, with a three and four record, Shaq. Biggest upset of the year. It was uh, insane at the time, man. 
Yeah, man, it was because, I mean, uh, you know, Shayna Dobson, I think she was coming off a, a vicious uh, knockout loss before that. And I mean, I thought, I mean, I thought Maria was going to run over her too. But then, you know, when the fight started, I think we, I mean, I didn't bet Maria, but, you know, I'm sure my Maria betters were having a mini panic attack. They were like, wait, whoa, 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 chill, like, chill out. What are you doing? Like, you know, she was fighting like, uh, like, man, she had 25 seconds to fight. You know what I'm saying? It was crazy. Uh, she was redlining yeah, like Justin Chains. Yeah, I was like, yo, this girl's uh, this girl's tripping. But, yeah, that's up there. But my upset of the year, man, is going to go to also in the female division is Roxanne over Macy, man, early, very early this year. I think the first card of the year. Man, I feel like Roxanne Montefiore is always in this discussion every year. I mean, she pulls off these upsets on a very frequent basis. I'm talking three to one underdog, four to one underdog, eight to one underdog. I mean, Roxanne Mata, if you bet Roxanne, Roxanne Mata Ferry in her UFC career, bro, I mean, you 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 made some money, you know what I'm saying? And, and uh, I'm sure she'll be the underdog, a big underdog again in her next fight. She's fighting uh, Arujo VV, so, oh, she you know, is a I'm, big underdog. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm assuming she's a hefty underdog there as well. But, you uh, <laughs> man, this girl, man, I, I respect her, man. It, it's about time, you know. I mean, she's a – it's not pretty, but, I mean, look, she 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 gets it done. So, you know, uh, that was – I mean, Macy was – I mean, that was another case where, like, Agapova where, you know, she she made Jillian quit and, and, and you know, she uh, – and she beat J.J. Aldridge and, and uh, you know, some some other sock and Hannah Cyphers, you know what I'm saying? And and everyone thought she was the second coming of Christ, including myself. And and Roxanne Mataferi uh, went out there and showed otherwise. I mean, people can blame the injury all they want, but before the injury, it wasn't looking too good either. You know what I mean? So, you know, <laughs> I think that was the upset of the year. Yeah. And I also got to go with uh, Brunson versus Edmund. I mean, everyone was talking about how Edmund Shabazian was going to be the guy to dethrone Israel Adesanya, how he was, you know, the second coming of Christ. And usually when guys beat Derek Brunson, that's how they prove that they're ready for that next level. You know, you, when Yoel beat Brunson, when Rob Whitaker beat Brunson, he got the title shot. When Izzy beat Brunson, he was a fight away from a title shot. So, Beating Brunson is a big deal, and it was almost like a foregone conclusion going into that fight that Edmund was just going to run through him in the first round. And everyone just wrote off that Darren Stewart fight where Edmund showed a lot of vulnerability in that third round. And then guess what? Brunson brought it out of him, Shaq, and Brunson you know, taught uh, a lesson, and we haven't, uh, we haven't heard from him since. You know the golden boy gives up after the first round? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> But yeah, man, that was a big upset at the time, man. Brunson was—he was a big underdog, right? Like, like pushing three to one, like two, like over two to one, right? If I'm not yeah, mistaken, he was. Uh, he might have been like plus three hundred. Like it was. Uh, yeah, like he was a big, uh, yeah, big underdog. And then uh, another one is my boy Trevin. They took his win away from him, but you know his his win over uh, Timur Valiev, you know, who's this hyped Russian from uh from pfl and, and you know trevin was getting you know spanked up that first round i mean it was getting ugly and then uh you know some more valley i thought uh you know the fight was over and, and got caught man that was a, a huge underdog uh line as well like plus 500 so you know he's up there speaking of pfl you heard uh your prediction came true uh anthony showtime pettis uh signed with the pfl earlier today Shaq. Perfect move for him. Go get, you know, I mean, like, I, I, I mean, what is he going to do? Stay around and fight these young, hungry, 
monsters at 155 like Armand Sarukian and and, and fucking Hakparast and and fucking Isma Gulov and Moises and you know all these fucking young hungry fucking animals, man. They'll fucking yeah, it's a it's a good move. Go fight Chris Wade, you know. Go fight uh uh um, Natan Schultz, you know. Natan Schultz is as dangerous as it gets over there, you know what I'm saying? So who who else is there? Uh, go whoop on Chris Wade twice. <laughs> yeah, go 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 knock out Chris Wade, bro. <laughs> yeah. you know they could probably fight like two or three times you know just go pad your yeah. record with a couple chris wade wins you know no yeah, big deal bro, go, go sleep go sleep chris wade go sleep ramsey go sleep uh you know will who brooks. else is out there will brooks brian foster whoever the fuck they got over there you know what i'm saying go out there and, and let's get back to showtime jumping off cages and shit yeah and uh you know the other thing they say about pfl too so you know, I, I think we might see a, a more electric uh, Showtime, a, a yeah, shinier he take, Showtime. He can, he, can, he can take his vitamins, his uh, you know supplement plan. He can get back on that, so you know he, he'll be good to go. I'm looking I'm excited. For, I know he wants. Lex, you go ahead and you know Natan Schulte versus Pettis. I mean, who you got? That's that's a great fight, right? Isn't that a fantastic fight? I I think Pettis might be favored there, honestly. Natan I mean, Schulte, Schulte was a big dog in a lot of those uh, fights. I mean, Schulte's. He's he's won two of the millions, you know what I'm saying? He he's the millionaire boy, you know what I'm saying? Showtime's got to take it from him. <laughs> yeah, I was actually surprised he didn't go with Bellator, but I mean, I think he sees an easier path to a mill. I mean, would you rather fight yeah. Natan Schulte or would you rather fight Patricio Pitbull? Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you know, I think both sides could have been because I think Patricio's going to have to, you know, look, Patricio shouldn't even be worried about 55s right now. He. Patricio's hands are uh, very full at 145. I mean, his next two, my God, are going to be, he's going to be hurt, you know, after these next, if he can get through these next two fights, it ain't going to be unscathed, you know what I'm saying? It's going to, you know, Manny ain't laying down for nothing, and uh, neither is AJ McKee, so, you know, uh, Pitbull needs to be worried about that. And then uh, I think he could have been fine in Bellator, man. I mean, Anthony Pettis versus Brent Primus. I mean, I know who I got, you know, Anthony Pettis versus who, who, who's in the lightweight? Goiti Yamauchi. I know who I got. You know, Pettis versus uh, uh, Gertz. I, I know who I got. <laughs> Fucking uh, Pettis versus Derek Campos. I know who I got. You know what I'm saying? So, you Pettis know, versus uh, Benson trilogy. Yeah, you know, we already know who's gonna win that one. Benson's scared of Anthony. <laughs> you know, uh, so uh, yeah, I think he was fine either way. PFL might be the lighter side, I guess, but you gotta be careful because PFL signs these Russians out of nowhere, man. You know, you gotta be, uh, you know, you don't want them to get matched up with a with a twenty and zero Russian that we've never heard of. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> There's a new Magomedov in town that's like eighteen yeah. and zero fighting Showtime. Yeah. It's like thirty six and zero. Never heard of him, but. You know, now Showtime's in big fucking trouble. <laughs> yeah. So fighters to watch in 2021. Um, obviously, we mentioned Jamal Hill. He's definitely someone to watch. I think I think he can go all the way. Personally, I, I already said I think he's a future top five guy. Um, also in his weight class, Jimmy Crute. I've always liked Jimmy Crute. I think he's getting better every single time we see him. He can go far. Um, there's a kid fighting on the first uh, card of the year, Dusko Todorovic who's a stud, man. Uh, the kid's a workhorse. The kid's a dog. Actually knocked out Michelle Pereira on the regional scene. Just went right after Michelle Pereira, which no one usually does. So those are a few. Sodiq Youssef, obviously. 
still high on him. It's a shame we only got to see him one time in 2020. I, I think it's um like they something with a visa issue. They didn't let him go to to fight Island, so he didn't get to fight Barboza. But those are some of the guys uh, that I'm looking forward to seeing in 2021. Shaq. Man, it's unfortunate they uh, Edson Edson got to fight Mako on that night because you know Sadiq would have uh, probably put an end to that. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, some of the guys in 2021. Some other prospects. Um, well, this person's not a prospect, but my girl is about to be fighting for that title in 2021, and that's my girl Yan, not uh, Cho Nan. I mean, look, we just passed our Claudia Gadelia test. We've passed every single test that we've had up to date. I, I'm assuming a fight with Joanna. Uh, I hear Carla Esparza might be getting the title shot. Maybe not. Maybe Rose actually does sign on. But, you know, I'm assuming our next fight's uh, Claudia or – or uh, not Claudia, but Carla or Joanna. And, you know, that fight will get uh, Chanan to the title. Another uh, person I'm looking forward to watch in 2021 is my boy, Hayoni Barcelos. I mean, I've been hyping this guy up uh, on the show for, for a very long time, and now he's finally getting his uh, his big name. I mean, he's fighting a Sun Tso, you know, uh, early next year. And, you know, if you beat a Sun Tso, I mean, you know, you know where that leads to. So, you know, uh, that, you know, so I think uh, Hayoni, another guy to keep an eye out for, has a very big fight. I, not too many people talk about this guy, man, in the heavyweight division, but that's my boy Chris Dawkins, man. This guy in his two UFC fights, man, <laughs> this is how this is. This is how I describe my boy. Firstly, I haven't seen hand speed in a minute at heavyweight like Chris Dawkins. I mean, Parker Porter, you know, it, it's funny because going in, I forget, who did he fight uh, in his second fight? He won, Parker Porter. Um, it was a good fight, too. Uh, fucking. The kid from Michigan. Yeah, the kid from Tall Guy, like, kind of does spins and shit. Uh, Parisian. 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 And, and, you know, man, going into that fight, I'm like, I don't even know if I should count that against Parker Porter, bro, because I honestly think this dude, Chris Dawkins, might have the fastest hands in the heavyweight division. Ever since he took that loss to uh, Anzu on the local scene, this dude has been dropping that fat. And, I mean, he's pretty much turned into uh, a real, real striker in that division, man. I, I feel – I mean, his hands are so fast. I, I Parker Porter was in there saying, are y'all jumping me? You know, my boy, my boy Nassimento was like, are y'all jumping me in here? Like, what the hell's going on? You know what I'm saying? Nasimento got smoked, man. And and now he's got a matchup against Alexi Olenek. Uh, I'm not sure when the when the date is, but I mean that's a big step up because we know the type of guy Alexi is. I mean, he's got a fucking bunch of submissions and and it's a different type of matchup, man. And and things could blow up in the heavyweight division fast. So, you know, Chris Dawkins is a guy to keep a keep an eye out for. Some of the fastest hands are gonna see in the heavyweight division. So I, I think if he gets past Alexi, man, you could see him in there with you know, the Arlovskis of the world. Uh, matter of fact, I hear I, I heard a rumor where, you know, your boy Aspinall was, might be fighting uh, Arlovsky. So, uh, <coughs> See about he's another split decision. I mean, he hasn't fought shit, so I wouldn't be surprised. You know what I'm saying? Fucking, he's fought two absolute bums. Uh, so they better not disrespect my boy on Andre Arlovsky. But, uh, oh, they're gonna yeah, disrespect man. him, <laughs> you know. He's gonna be like plus 500, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Man? You know, he's gonna win a split, but uh, yeah, man. Chris Dawkins, Hione Barcelos. Um, I'm, I'm very looking forward to uh, oh, is that my boy Bernardo? That's my boy Bernardo from Brazil, Abrigado Bernardo. But uh, 
He knows what's up with Hyone. Yeah, that's my hell yeah. Hyone's the real deal, man. Amanda Rebos has a fight coming up here against my my other girl Marina, which is unfortunate. But you know, uh, Taporium, you know, he's up there as well. But you know, uh, Taporium, man, keep an eye out for that kid. You know, he's a MMA masters. Uh, but yeah, Rebos has a good fight, and unless Marina Rodriguez has fixed that uh, wrestling, that wrestling problem, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, man, Aranda Rebos might be fighting for a title, you know, here as well. So yeah, I agree. Both Dacuses are legit, uh, Donald. So obviously, all the people we mentioned, you also got to look out for this kid Miguel Baeza. I think he's really damn good at 170 pounds. Uh, he's good everywhere the fight goes. He's young. Baeza's the real fucking deal, man. Knockout artists, uh, like people are saying, Brady's the prospect at 170. I, I disagree, man. It's my, it's Miguel, bro. Miguel, man, Miguel's serious, bro. They don't know like, how good Baeza is, man. I'm and, telling and, you. And now the fact, and I actually heard this interview with uh, the coach of their gym, Brazilian guys. I don't know their names, but and from MMA Masters, and uh, you know, because you know Covington's training there now, and um, he was like one of the main reasons why they, you know, accepted Covington is because. You know their their prize Jim Miguel Baeza would now get to go with the uh, with the number two welterweight in the world every day now. So you know now Miguel's game's about to just be going. I mean he's training with Covington, you know, as his main training partner this early in his career. Oh my god, bro, he's about to start fucking these dudes up. And they like each other too, which is good. Yeah, they're like boys and shit. So and 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 speaking, I'm gonna get to their gym in a little bit, man. That gym. And they got Covington, Baeza, you know, uh, Taporia's there now. You know, um, they got Chavez. Uh, Chavez is fighting Gordon. He went, he won his fight. They got uh, Rafael Alves from Contender Series. You know what I'm saying? So MMA Masters, they're booming. Lamas, the legend, you know, he's retired. But now they got the young, they got the the new guys to take over. Obviously, Kevin Holland. You guys already know the deal. Watch out for Kevin Holland. He's you know, doing big things. Uh, Howie and Piva, the kid tore his ACL, but he's still one of my top flyweight prospects. I think that when he comes back, he's going to make some noise. Obviously, Drew Dober, that dude's been paying his dues. He's going to have a big year. You got Marab Dewalish Wheelie. He's definitely been doing his thing. Even uh, Chito Vera, I know he's coming off a loss, but I don't think that he got his ass beat or anything. I actually think the fight went according to plan until he got stuck in that third round. You know, he kind of props to aldo for weaseling that one out but it was one to one going into the third cheeto got a little bit over aggressive and then kind of just got stuck uh but i still think he's a top 15 guy and i think he's going to win a lot of fights too and i actually think that he's going to benefit from being in five round fights down the line um i see cheeto vera being a five round kind of guy and then lastly uh casey kenny he's fighting dominic cruz you get a win over dominic cruz you know you know that's a huge deal Shaq. you know the only people to ever beat dominic cruz are Henry Cejudo, Uriah Faber, and Cody Garbrandt. And, you know, all those guys have touched gold in one way or another. So Casey Kenny gets this win. That's going to be huge, man. Yeah, man. I, I like that kid. Casey been liking him for a long time. I remember uh, back when he used to be on LFA, my boy Pat Militich did say, if anybody's going places, it's Casey Kenny. So, you know, now he, uh, a few years later down the line, I mean, now he's fighting Cruz. So, you know, I'm excited for that fight. Definitely. So breakthrough fighter of the year. So not the fighter of the year, but the breakthrough fighter of the year, the guy that really, you know, he's been doing his thing, but 2020 was the year he broke through. Uh, 
I'm gonna go with uh, Kevin Holland, man. You know, he's oh, he's he's been doing his thing for a long time. He's been paying his dues forever. But 2020, he had a massive year, and I feel like if he can, you know, continue that momentum and keep it up, he he could possibly be a superstar with his personality, with with the finishes that he's getting, and just everything he brings to the table. So he's my breakthrough fighter of 2020. Yeah, man, my uh, breakthrough fighter. And I kind of wanted this to be my fighter of the year also, kind of. But it's going to be the, the legendary Polish power, my boy, Jan Blakowicz. I mean, Daniel, I remember at one point in time, Jan, Black, like, Jan Blakowicz fighting for a title? Like, <laughs> you would have had to fucking, I would have been like, what? <laughs> like, the guy that lost you know, Pat Cummins? A guy that lost to Pat Cummins. Um, I mean, was, remember the Igor the Duke fight? I mean, I mean. Uh, Blackovich, man, he's come a, a long way, man. I mean, then he knocks out Corey Anderson early in the year as a big underdog, you know, since Corey to Bellator, you know, Dominic Reyes thought he had a, someone told Dominic Reyes he was the uncrowned champion and, and uh, Blackovich, <laughs> had to, Blackovich had to set him straight and, and, you know, really show him what that Polish power is about. And I love how people try to say what Polish power, he doesn't, he doesn't have any power jabs and and, and runs and shit like, and just ask my boy Luke Rockhold about. I mean, I know Luke's got no chin, but you know what I'm saying. But I mean, he, you know, Luke, uh, Luke ain't fought since. But man, he's the breakthrough fighter. Just because I remember going into that Devin Clark fight, he had lost four out of five. I mean, his la- it was the last fight on his contract. If he didn't win, he was gonna get cut. And I mean, since then, man, he beat Cannonier, he beat uh, Jacare, he beat. Rockhold, former champ, he beat uh, Corey Anderson, top five guy. I mean, you know, Dominic Reyes, who uh, some people thought beat John Jones. So, you know, this guy, uh, that's what you call a breakthrough, man. He, now he's a, an, a, an official UFC champion. And, uh, you know, his 2021's about to get, you know, geared up in a big way. He's fighting, you know, he's got to stop Izzy from getting these two belts. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Definitely another honorable mention for breakthrough fighter of the year. I got to go uh, Drew Dober, man. Um, he's a guy who, like you like to talk about, one day was all going to pay off, and it's been paying off in 2020. Knocks out Nazrat Hakparas, knocks out Alex Hernandez. Now he's got this big fight against Islam Makachev, who no one else wants to fight. So Drew Dober uh, finally getting rewarded for his hard work, Shaq. Yeah, Dober, I mean, I, I like that guy a lot. He better be ready to sprawl, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, Islam ain't, you know, is what Islam's looking to do, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so Dober better get ready. So the underdog of 2020. Uh, this was actually a tough one for me. Um, I-, I went with Charles Oliveira, man. Um, both of his fights this year, he was the underdog against Kevin Lee and against uh, Tony Ferguson. And I feel like he really shined in that role and he's really coming into his own. He's always had the potential. I mean, we've always seen the finishes from him, but now we're seeing the consistency and we're seeing that he's a force to be reckoned with. He's a legit top three guy in the lightweight division, which is the most stacked division in the entire sport. So I I think he uh, was the underdog of 2020, Charles Dubronx Oliveira. What do you mean by underdog? Like... Just like someone that was priced the dog uh, that won, uh, whether it was one performance, whether it was multiple oh. performances, someone that was counted oh, out. Oh, just like a came through. Okay, just like in one fight, like situation. Yeah, I, well, 
of of um, 2020. Okay, well. Like Glover um, Teixeira. That's one. I'll say uh I'll say my boy Verdum is up there, you know, against uh Gustafsson cuz I mean remember that fight b- before that uh, uh he is always an underdog, Bobby. I don't get it either. Um, I, you know, I had to, I had to capitalize uh, when he fought Reyes. But yeah, I'd say Verdun because you remember that fight against Alexia, man. I mean, he was like, I mean, people were like Verdun. <laughs> like, did you even train? Like, you know, Verdun looked like he didn't even want to fight that night, man. I, and he still lost the split. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and then he was like a huge underdog. What were the odds? Plus three hundred, plus something. You know what I'm saying? Big, big uh, dog against. You know Alexander Quitstevson. You know what I'm saying. So yeah, guys out here getting tapped, uh, getting broken by Anthony Smith and and you know these other guys, man. So you know uh, I don't, I don't, I I mean we took advantage. I don't know, but fucking hey, you know that was the underdog of the year. Alexander Stuntsevson. <laughs> so uh, best bet of 2020. So speaking of War Doom, I would say that my the the biggest underdog I bet on in 2020 was we're doing at plus 300. I'd say that's probably the best bet of, of the whole year. I mean, plus 300 on we're doom against Gustafsson who got tapped the fight right before. And you know, that we're doom had so much criticism from that old Nick fight. So he, he came in right uh, for that Gustafsson fight. That's still, that's probably my favorite bet of the year. Plus 300 on we're doom against Gustafsson first round finish. Yeah, no, I'd say that's probably it. That's up there. I'd say even though, you know, he was a uh, two-to-one favorite, I still think the Cejudo one because there was a lot of, you know, back-and-forth opinions going to that, man. I mean, you know, to have the confidence to to land against, yeah, against Cruz. I mean, it's, oh, Dom, this and that. Like, he's a, you know, all this shit. But, yeah, that that, that could, uh, I mean, it was easy money as far as I was concerned. I mean, you know, uh, another one uh, up there is, uh, hmm, Man, uh, yeah, I'd say I'd say Verdum and uh, Cejudo. Another one I really like was uh, Jamal Hill against Clinton and against OSP. Like, I was just so confident that he was going to win, and to see him perform how I thought he was capable of performing, or even surpassing those expectations, um, it just feels good when your reads are really on point with undiscovered talent you know a kid with less than 10 pro fights undefeated which is like to a lot of people a good thing to me is oftentimes a red flag it just means they haven't fought the right people yet so i feel like i scouted a really good undefeated prospect in jamal hill so the two bets i made on him this year i'm really happy about now worst bet of 2020 so for me the worst bet for me is every fucking time i bet against andre arlovsky for some reason i keep thinking that these guys are just going to come out here, knock him out, touch him one time. Let's go home. Let's cash this check. And he goes out there against Philippe Linz, wins the decision. He goes out there against Tanner Bozer, wins the decision. Uh, every time I bet against Andre Arlovsky and lose, it's the worst bet of 2020 for me, Shaq. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I mean, losing to an old man like that must suck. You know, it was like, God that damn it. Like three, <laughs> ten, and and I can't catch him. <laughs> hey, Aspinall's next, so you know <laughs> you'll get your uh, you'll get your opportunity again. You want minus three hundred, four hundred? How much am I gonna lose on Aspinall? <laughs> Aspinall, throw, Tom, throw. 
But uh, yeah, 29, yeah, 28, word. Arlovsky. <laughs> <laughs> then you hear the 30, 27, and you just go ahead and walk away from the TV. Um, but yeah, my uh, worst bet, I'll say, um, um, I'll say. Man, I was on Macy Barber earlier this year. That was a man. That was a nightmare. Um, fucking, what's another one? Uh, man, recently, uh, this kid Kamaka against JSP. JSP looked good. I ain't even gonna lie though. Uh, he was a big favorite though. He, I mean, he got finished. Um, what was another one? Um, at least I wasn't on Agapova. I mean, imagine how you would feel if you were. Uh, Agapova, you know what I'm saying, and that fight. Um, yeah, those are. I'd say those two. Um, oh, I got one. Pedro Munoz. Pedro Munoz against uh against uh Frankie. Cause yeah, it was controversial, and sure, yeah, I still think Pedro slightly edges, but I mean, just the fact that you know, you know, that line Should've was kind of wide to trust Pedro. Yeah, Pe- Pe- it shouldn't. He shouldn't have made it that close. And Pedro is one of the more sloppier, you know, guys in that in that division. So. In terms of the top guys, I'm not saying the whole, like, in terms of the top 10, uh, because, you know, I always get these things saying I'm disrespecting people. But, you know, uh, I think, uh, I think uh, Frankie, yeah, I mean, that was, a, that was a bad, bad nine set. I mean, can't trust Pedro like that. Um, mm, Who's another one? Um, man, Marina Rodriguez, that was a bad one, too, just because. You know, Daniel, would you uh yeah. I don't know why dudes go against Arlowski, man. He, my boy Arlowski, he's got that he's got an anti-aging clinic or something, man, because he can take punches still. Like I don't get like he takes these flush chin shots. I'm like, damn he's still taking them. <laughs> but uh man, Marina is against Asparza because you know, just you got the girl in the top ten with the worst takedown defense versus uh versus the girl with the most takedowns in the history of that division, you know what I'm saying? And uh, even though it was another controversial close fight, it was just very, very frustrating, especially in those late rounds, you know what I'm saying? You know, some of those takedowns she was giving up from far out. So, yeah, I'd say those. Jobber of the year. So I'm going to let you take this one first. Last year, you said Chris Weidman was the 2019 Jobber of the year. I'm actually really curious to see if we have the same one. Just so the fans know, Shaq and I have not shared any of our selections at all. We're all finding out as we go. So who is your Jobber of 2020? My Jobber of 2020? Man, there's a lot of options. Um, Mm, it's between, I'd say three people are probably at the running. That would be a Tyrone Woodley. Um, <laughs> number two would be, I would say Sean O'Malley. And just because O'Malley, like he keeps running his mouth and it's like, bro, you, your legs are weak. Like fucking <laughs> like, you know, Cody's got no chin and you got no legs, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, you know, I didn't like his suite this past weekend when Cheeto lost, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, kid, shut Like, I hope they match him up with another calf kicker. But, um, oh, man, Volante, Volante's up there. Volante is definitely up there. Uh, man, I'm going to say Woodley just because, like, I, and I can't feel sorry for Woodley. I know people are 
oh, feeling sorry for Woodley now, but I don't feel sorry for him, Dan. And and it's like, well, Bobby, Matt Wyman, and, and Phillips, I mean, we already knew those dudes suck, so, you know, kind of can't use them. But, like, Woodley, I don't feel – because, Dan, we've seen, we've seen in first person how this dude was acting when he was the champ or, you know, on his run to the title. Like, I've seen him be Hollywood. Like, like I, I've seen him – you know, shun the fans away, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't feel sorry for Woodley. 0 for 15 on his rounds. Now I'm seeing articles where he's saying, he, you know, he's trying to find his uh, he's trying to find his motivation back. And Firstly, he posted like, I mean, on his bro. Snapchat that he was cut. Firstly, he says cut on his Snapchat. Then you say you need your motivation back. I mean, I tried. To, I'm trying to get this fight with him and Tim Means getting. You know, I'm trying to get that fight going. I mean, bro, did you Biggie see Tim saying, comment on there? Tim, yeah, I mean, I knew he would eventually. I was like, he'll he'll respond to this. I mean, you tell you tell Tim Means that he's gonna get knocked out. You don't think he's gonna respond? You know what I'm saying? Um, and you know, I I disagree with that. I think Tim Means would absolutely smack Woodley around, but you know, that's just me. Um, so I'm trying to get that fight going. Hopefully, Tim and his. I mean. Woodley needs a tune-up fight, you know, if he's going to – and by tune-up fight, I mean not a prospect, <laughs> not Miguel Baeza, not uh, Brady, not fucking, you know. It's like he's going to have to take a massive pay cut if he wants to fight lower competition. Mm, you know that alimony ain't taking no pay cut, man. <laughs> fucking, you <know? laughs> fucking, you know, then the child support ain't taking no pay cut, man. So, and, and who's the welterweight <laughs> champion in PFL? Ray Cooper. What do, what do you think about? Hey, Ray Cooper would throw more punches. Anyone that'll actually throw punches is going to yeah, be Ray Cooper, would, Ray Cooper would fuck Woodley up, man. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my job of the year. Uh, yeah, Woodley, uh, close second place. You got O'Malley. You got, uh, mm, man, give me one. Who's it? Who's a, who's been who's been making a, a, a man? I could say Reyes, man, to be honest, Dominic Reyes, because yeah. his that kid's head that kid's head blew up to a point after the uh, after the Jones fight, man. It was kind of sad, and now I feel like he he's possibly put himself in a corner where he might not get out of. Because I hear he's fighting uh, the dude from the Czech Republic. Uh, I don't know how to say his last name, but Jerry, um, the dude that knocked out, oh, yeah, the dude that knocked out Ozdemir and made Nemkov quit. You know that guy. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man, Reyes is up there, O'Malley, yeah, but the winner's got to be uh, Tyron Woodley. Yeah, that was actually mine as well. I mean, Woodley's got to be the jobber of the year. The kind of stuff he was talking before both the Burns and the Colby fights and the extent he took it to in, in the Colby fight was just unlike anything I've ever seen before. Like, to talk the game he talked and to go perform the way he performed – I remember he was saying shit like, you know, he was saying shit like Covington was his warm up round in training. Like, you believe that shit? <laughs> like, I just couldn't believe the extent he took it to, and and then to come out there and like not even throw a punch. It was just like he's got to be the number one <laughs> for jobber of the year. There's not even a close second. The close second is not even a fighter. It's got to be Chris Lee for fucking up all those fucking scorecards throughout the pandemic. Chris, you're on a job of the year. 
I mean, you could even like, I mean, I mean, he scored at 48, 47 Felder enough said, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I bet on, I was, I was one of the people that bet on RDA and I mean, I literally had a hard, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like a split decision. Like Paul Felder got his ass whooped. Like, you know, all shout out to Paul for taking the fight. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, RDA was picking him up. and Like, you remember the round that RDA picked him up and high-crotched him in the air? You know, Chris Lee scored that round for uh, Paul Felder? Oh, man, yeah. Lucas is right. Mike Perry Mike Perry might be in that running, man. Mike Perry is definitely uh, – I mean, Mike Perry's a fucking clown. Let's just be honest here. Like, I've been, I, you know, I've been telling you this for how, how, for how long uh, that Mike Perry's a complete – like, even when he was popular, I was telling you the dude was a fucking joke. And uh, I mean, now everyone's starting to see it. I mean, it only—it was only a matter of time. And I hope Mike gets his shit together, man, because I actually did think he fought hard the last one. And and he's a and he's a tough guy. It's sad that he, you know, says all this dumb shit. And yes, Natan Schultz he probably would beat uh, T Wood, whoever said that. But you know, I, I feel uh, I feel like he—he's actually second place. I heard from people that train with Perry that not only did he leave the gym shack, he also left planet Earth. So I hear uh, there, there's a lot of things. I mean, I heard, he, I, heard he, I mean, I heard he was knocking out former teammates and coaches and shit. That's putting it lightly <laughs> that's, uh, among the people <laughs> he's knocked out. <laughs> so. Yeah, man, it's like, dude, this dude is a, I mean, he's knocking out old people and shit, like. like That's also putting it lightly, so. A a dude that knocked out Paul, uh, not knocked out, but beat Paul Felder and knocked out Hot Chocolate Roberts and beat Alex Cowboy Oliveira and and all these fucking people is literally out here punching old old men. Yeah. Shout out to my boy Marcus. Uh, check out the Nubian bookstore uh, here in Atlanta, Georgia. What's up, Marcus? So, man. Did you just say the Nubian bookstore? Yeah, you know about it? Uh, nah, but you, you reading you, well, you reading books on my uh, Marcus Williams? Um, man, they got like, what, African-American books? What, what's, going on? <laughs> what's going on? He's got a badass bookstore. Uh, he's uh, He's representing, so... Always happy to to oh, yeah. you know shout him it's out. In Atlanta? I mean, yeah, in ATL. So oh really? That's what's yeah, up. Dude, dude's awesome. So all right. Now we gotta talk about the stunt of the year. So the 2020 stunt of the year. I know the other night, and I know this might be a little bit of recency bias, but I know Arroyo really tried his best to go out there and he want he wanted that stunt of the year award so badly, Shaq. I mean, he really tried his best to get it. And then Greg Hardy was like, Antonio, hold my beer. And then Greg Hardy pulled one of the bigger stunts that I've seen in a long time. I, w- I was shocked. <laughs> Greg Hardy didn't pull a stunt. He just quit. <laughs> bro, I was shocked. I've never, like, bro, he looks so. He looked so good in the first round to just quit like that. Like, I was like, what are you doing, dude? Like, get dude, up, Greg, get up. I have never <laughs> seen a stunt like Greg Hardy's stunt. Like, because he looked so damn good in the first round. We're like, wow, this is the best Greg's ever looked. And he's doing it against a legit guy in Tybora. And then all of a sudden he's on the mat and it's like, wait. <laughs> it's like, Greg, wait. Don't cover it up. He just covered up as soon as the fight hit the mat. I was like, wait, Greg, no, Greg, please. But uh, so I got to go Hardy. But another one that uh, I think has got to make the list is 
Maria Agapova. I don't know if you remember, but prior to her fighting Shayna Dobson, when either Bruce Buffer or Joe Martinez was introducing her, you know, she's doing this whole like rapper fucking gimmick thing. And it was like they got a gif of it, man. It was like some cringe worthy shit. And then she went out there and pulled that stunt. So they told her she was, uh, they told her she was Joanna after her debut and, and they gave her that 50K. And then she, you know, went off the deep end. Uh, she snorted that 50K away. And uh, now three and four fighters <laughs> are getting bonuses uh, off of her, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man, my ear, and I got a few. So, um, one of my stunts is Mursad Bektik against uh, Damon Jackson. I mean, that kid Mursad is it, literally some. I mean, I think he might be a part of the 60 uh, coming up here shortly. You know, a part of the 60 getting cut. I mean, from what I was seeing, I mean, if he would have slid, and it's not the first time he's done this, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> From what I if you would have just stood up with Damon Jackson, he probably could have knocked him out. I mean, Damon Jackson is a stiff. I mean, as we saw in his last fight against uh, Taporia, you know what I'm saying? And and Mursad literally was uh, out there, uh, you know, sh- forcing takedowns. And, and well, I'll, I'll get to that in a second, uh, my boy Bobby. But yeah, I think. Uh, sorry, what was I just talking about again? Uh, but yeah, Mursad Bektik. Yeah, man, I just think he was forcing. In the tanks, and it was, and it was just like, dude, like, do you not understand? This is the best part of this dude's game. Like, what is Damon Jackson known for? Like, it's, it ain't, it sure ain't knocking people out. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, it's the grappling, the submission game. And Mursad, man, that kid, I think he deserves to be cut, and I think he will be cut. So that was a stunt. Another stunt um happened recently was uh Peter Barrett and and, and Yeah, man, Mursad's a, uh, you know, he's something else. But, yeah, Peter Bear versus Chase Super, I mean, I mean, Peter Bear, I mean, oh, I mean, that was that was something else. I mean, you know, that, I mean, you're up two rounds, in my opinion, you know what I'm saying? You let this funny little kid grab a leg lock and get you out of here, you know what I'm saying? I mean, that was uh, embarrassing for Peter Barrett. Uh, another stunt, man, I don't know if I want to say they're stunts, but, it's just uh, because I know this is gonna make some people mad, but these aren't these uh these are uh <laughs> these are like repetitive patterns that I see, man. And and one of them is uh, Angela Hill and all these decision losses because I, I consider them stunts because she's getting up and like she starts off the fight with a big lead, Daniel. Like I mean, she's coming out there, I mean, throwing you know caution to the wind, dropping Gadelia, hurting Michelle. You know what I'm saying? Doing all this stuff. And then it's like every single fight she fights a real person. Then she loses the remaining three rounds. It's like, it's like, Angela, you're doing it again. Angela, you're doing it again. Angela, stop. You're and then she cries robbery. <laughs> and, then, and then she loses the decision. It's like a repetitive thing I keep seeing. It's like, Angela, you're, you're doing it again. You're letting, you're letting her weasel these rounds. like. And then, you know, she wants to throw a hissy fit. Uh, another stunt, man. Um, Hardy's up there. I don't consider Arroyo a stunt. I mean, that guy just sucks. Um, Roshkov. Well, that kid didn't belong in the UFC, in my opinion. Like, he was a short notice call. I know, um, but and he was getting. If someone laid like minus one seventy on him, and he doesn't even answer the bell, and he's hyped up to be this fucking well, why the fuck would you? I I, I picked I picked Hubbard going into that fight, but I, I was like, you know. 
this is the problem in MMA. We always want to create the, the next big thing, you know, out of these prospects that have, you know, absolutely done fucking nothing. Like Max Roshkov had fought absolutely nobody. Um, and, you know, they put him in. Hubbard's a jobber, but, you know, you put Hubbard in there with a kid that don't belong. I mean, now it's uh, going to. Now it's going to get ugly. Look, Tez, I want to see Roshkov get a, 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 an extra shot too, but not in the UFC. We have something down here called the NFC. I would love uh, for him, for Roshkov to, uh, you know, fight in Georgia. I'm sure he's not, you know, not. where's he from? I'm not sure, but. I'll just tell uh, you this. Uh, he doesn't want a second chance in the UFC, my friends. So don't, yeah, don't yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you that. He ain't trying to fight in the I mean, UFC. I mean, if Austin Hubbard's out here breaking him uh, in t- Tez, I mean, I could only, uh, you know, if somebody else got his hands on him, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nah, Michelle Pereira versus Tristan was last year, right? That was last year, I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah, man, that was unfortunate because I like Nick, so much better um, than that guy. That's one of that's one that's one of the fights where I, I forget we were kind of saying uh, it's like Tyler Santos and and Mary Barella. Like I don't even consider that, and uh, and I hate to ruin the Canadian par- the parade for Tristan, but you know he ain't winning another UFC fight. Like Michelle Pereira didn't lose to Tristan. Michelle Pereira lost to Michelle Pereira. I mean, that was the kid. You know, I forget who he was supposed to fight, but Tristan was a late notice replacement, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and Michelle missed weight. I mean, I think he got sidetracked. I mean, his life had changed, you know, in a big way. Uh, you know, with, yeah, I mean, the kids had, I mean, bro, they're literally out there doing backflips and, and dancing and, you know, getting the crowd going. Like, Michelle wasted 15 minutes of cardio on the walkout alone. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, oh, man. You know, so unfortunately, guys, y- y'all know that Tristan Connolly parade is coming to an end. And, and now we see uh, where my boy, uh, my, my boy Michelle Pereira is that man. He should have he should have three wins in a row, as far as I'm concerned. You know, you know Diego. He, he got out of his ass whooping. You know, hey, get your money, man. So the rivalry of the year. So it's funny because my two picks, these two didn't even fight each other yet, but they're going to be big fights in 2021. So the first one is Colby and George, uh, Jorge Masvidal. Um, I mean, what's interesting about this rivalry is that. Obviously, you know, their friends turn enemies and, you know, we, we got footage of them wrestling in their apartment back in the day and now they're going to fight. And also I hear that they're trying to get them to coach the ultimate fighter, but Jorge might be asking for a little something extra. So we'll see oh, what happens. Jorge's being, Jorge's being a diva. Yeah. And then my other rivalry of the year is Izzy and Bones. I mean, you got just two undefeated alpha male specimen fighters just freak athletes two of the best to ever do it uh i mean you gotta see that fight i mean someone's o's actually gotta go in a fight like that it's crazy so those are my those are my rivalries colby versus george izzy versus bones yeah man i I like those my rivalries uh it's really it's not no sort of two people it's one guy versus and that's just the life my boy suhudo has bought him into that bantamweight division i mean now every day we see we see Henry going at Peter Yan and Al Jermaine. I mean, you can catch them on Twitter, you know, about every other day talking shit to 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 each other in some type of in some type of form. I mean, I know he called uh, he called Peter Peter the little Russian the little Russian boy, <laughs> and, uh, and you know Peter and he was saying shit like, "Bro, your last one was Uriah Faber." Shut up, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is before the uh, the Aldo fight, so. 
you know, um, yeah, I like I like the bantamweight division talk, uh, trash talk. And another rivalry that bounced off, the, uh, you know, that happened off of that was uh, my boy Sugar Sean and, and Cody Nolove. I mean, these two have been talking so much shit that I want to see them fight now, man. <laughs> like, fucking, you know what I'm saying? I know Cody's, you know, a former champion, and he's uh, quite honestly beyond that. But, you know, I mean, he was off a three-fight uh, KO loss streak. You know, I know that a Sunset one went viral, but... I hope O'Malley can get like a win or something and, you know, maybe Cody takes a loss and, and, you know, maybe they can do it that fight. Cause I mean, Cody's out here saying, you know, Sean, I'll have her free. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, they'll, uh, they've had some, they've had some words, you know what I'm saying? Uh, they've had a, a lot of, another rivalry brewing up is the one between my boy trailblazer and Brunson. I mean, I don't know if, uh, if you've been seeing them to <laughs> go at it on, on social media, you know what I'm saying? You know, uh, you know, Daniel. Uh, you know, Brunson doesn't do good in these in these type of <laughs> in these type of fights where where it's emotional like this. You know what I'm saying? You know, Kevin's already in his head. But uh, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to that fight in 2021 as well. So the coach and gym of the year. So coach or gym of the year. So one that I'm pretty sure you're actually going to have on your list that I want to have on mine too. They always fly under the radar is MMA Masters. Have they taken an L this year? I mean, they've been I think they were. I think they. Uh, I think they had a. In terms of UFC fights, they went undefeated, but they did have someone on Contender Series lose. But that kind of doesn't really count. But UFC, um, they went undefeated, right? Yeah, because Taporia went undefeated. Baeza, Covington, Sanchez, Alves, Lamas. The Lamas. Chavez. Did he fight twice this year? Yeah, he fought he Algio. Fight once twice this year, Lama. Algio, yeah. Just once? Okay, so yeah, he went uh, He went undefeated. Yeah, man, that, they're my team to look out for in uh, 2021, man, because everyone in the gym's got big opportunities coming up. Definitely, and also I want to give a honorable mention to Tyson Chartier. Um, you know, obviously he coaches Rob Font and Calvin Cater, and to see the kind of progress that those guys have been making, man. you know, Rob Font just knocked out Marlon Marais. Calvin Cater is about to fight Max Holloway. Uh, and he's got some other up-and-comers on his roster. He he He's one of the coaches to look out for. Yeah, man. Chardier, he's not just a coach, but he's a manager as well. And those aren't his only two guys. I mean, he's got, uh, you know, William Knight got a, got a win earlier this year as one of his guys. And Parker Porter just had a upset win. That's another one of his guys. Uh, Randy Costa, you know, he's another one of his guys. And Randy Costa had a had a knockout uh, a knockout win earlier this year. But uh, man, I'm gonna go with uh, I don't even. Well, they train in Thailand, but they're all Kazakhs and Russians. And that's uh, that that Tiger Muay Thai team, man. That's uh, you know the oh, team yeah. of Peter Yan, Fiziev, Ismagulov, Mazvar. Well, Mazvar, you know, they kind of do both. He's been at ATC a little bit too, but. His original team was them, Mazvar, Armand Sarukin, and also, you know, back and forth at uh, ATT. But, hey, man, that that uh, that manager, yeah, actually, we follow each other on Twitter. His name's uh, Shavkat or something like that. Um, Kazakhstani, Russian guy. He's actually partners with uh, Rubenstein. But, uh, yeah, he, uh, man, his team's solid, man. Fiziev should be hitting these rankings here, you know, very soon. Um, you know, we already said Peter Yan's the champion. He got his first champion this year. 
Um, and they got a bunch of little prospects like Saruk and and, uh, and Mazvar and all these guys, man. So, you know, keep an eye out for them. Isma Gulov should be making his return. His manager told me he, he's been recovering from injury. Uh, he had a surgery, not, uh, you know, f a few months back. So he should be uh, coming back. And there's a couple other guys I'm, uh, I'm forgetting, man. But, yeah, I'll say that team. Uh, but, Coach, I, I don't know their names, but they're the MMA Masters coaches. And, uh, and an honorable mention – um, I'll say, um, what about, uh, what's it? Coach Eugene, my boy from, uh, from, uh, New England, uh, not New England, but, uh, City. City kickboxing, you know, because even though, uh, they did have some losses with France and hooker, hooker, the hooker fight, man, I, I don't think he was really a loser in that fight. I know he, he did get fucked up pretty bad, but you know, he, I, I feel like his fight. stock kind of went up. I think his stock went up in a loss, and you can't complain. And then Izzy, they had a guy on Contender Series 2 get a knockout win. Uh, I mean, even though France lost, it was fight of the night So with uh, Roy yeah. Vall. So, I mean, even in their losses, they're getting paid. You know what I'm saying? So the comeback of the year. So for me, my comeback of the year, I got to go with John Jones against uh, Dominic Reyes. Uh, those first two rounds started, and it really looked like this guy is about to come out here and dethrone the great John Jones. Like Shaq uh, was sitting next to me. He knows how nervous I was. I don't even know if I had a bet on John. I don't remember, but I know I was rooting for John. And I was so like, like, holy shit, he's about to lose. And then John pulled it out, man, those last three rounds. So I still think that's one of the best comebacks uh, of the year. So I got to go with uh, John over Reyes. Come Comeback of the year, man. Um, so this is just like getting your ass with the entire like, and then you pull off a comeback, um, or, or or coming off a layoff and like winning a big fight, some kind of comeback. Like Cody Garbrandt had a comeback. You know, he's coming off three I'll knockout say, losses. Man, I'll say comeback of the year um man i see a lot of people saying the dariush one but that wasn't a comeback because he won the first round um against Drakkar. um i'll say man there's got to be a fight where somebody was like "Ooh, alex volkanovsky uh, against max holloway yeah there there we go because my yeah, because I, I, I ain't gonna lie, them first two rounds, boy, I was, I was like Volk, bro, we, we need to, uh, we need to, uh, no, I, I don't want to hear none of that who, uh, who said that, but yeah, man, Poya, you could say too, because he got down. Even though I thought one of the rounds was close, uh, I think it was the first round. I guess you could say because that end of the second round, Hooker knees from Hooker are scary. And, uh, you know, he almost got up there and knocked Dustin out towards the end of the second round. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, I'll say that one. And I'll say um, I was just thinking about it. Fuck. Um, fuck, we'll come back on that one. Man, I, I went blank there. But, yeah, I'll just say uh, Volkanovsky for coming back and, you know, defending his belt for uh, – coming after those two rounds because those first two rounds how many times did he get dropped like two or three um and then uh you know just to, i mean i know it was very uh controvert very controversial rodriguez of 
for granted, was a good company knocked out there. Um, but you'll say Volkanovski and uh, Holloway in the rematch. I definitely got to give uh, some load to Benil Dariush. Um, I mean, it's not your typical comeback. It was more so like a sequence kind of comeback. But still, it's good to see him coming back in terms of his career because he was once viewed as like, you know, remember when he beat Michael Johnson back when Michael Johnson was the number five guy on planet Earth. So Benil was up there and then he had a little bit of a skid and people wrote him off. And now he's like back in his best form to date. So Benil Dariush has definitely made a bit of a career comeback. Um, and some of these fights have had comebacks in them. So I got to put a got to give a shout out to Benil Dariush as well. So the current pound for pound number one fighter on the UFC roster, Shaq. Uh, so I still I still got to go with the the one and only Johnny Bones Jones. You know, I, I had my little fun calling Habib number one when when he retired just because it was dope to see a dude, you know, retire undefeated, go out on top. But since since he's currently officially retired, even though I think he's going to come back and fight, he's allegedly retired. John Jones is still there, man. So it's between Jones and Izzy for me. I'll go with John Jones right now. Yeah, well, I, I'll pick Khabib just because I, I, you know, if he's if he's officially uh, or officially not, just because I mean there is no blemishes on that record and. John Jones, you know, in the uh, hypothetically, I guess, could still be considered this. But I got to give it to Khabib for this year, man, just because, I mean, we didn't, you know, barely beat, you know, an 8-0 guy. You know, <laughs> we didn't. I mean, he went out there and made Justin Gaethje, you know, look like an absolute amateur. He made Dustin Poirier, you know, tap that, uh, tap out, you know. Uh, Conor McGregor was 19, right? Yeah, so, um yeah, those just to dominate those two guys, man, it is super impressive. No questions asked. You know, Jones is a great man, and, and if he goes up to heavyweight and wins that belt, he'll he'll there'll be no questions, uh, no questions asked. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so who knows up there too? But you know, he's a, he's retired, uh, so you know, uh, I guess we can't use him. But yeah, I'll go with Khabib. This is, I, I get a different vibe, man. When he was going in that cage for Gaethje, I get a different vibe. I you know I feel like we we're all like witnessing something, witnessing something special, man. I feel like it was like, man, this is like truly a once in a lifetime. I'm not saying that I, I don't see that with Jones. I just haven't felt or, uh, you know in a while with him. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I feel like part of it's just due to the lack of like real contender in that division. So it's not all his fault. But um, yeah, man, I'll go with Khabib. You know, my boy MTS wanted to wanted to bring the jokes uh, to this holiday season's year end show. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's, that's, that's the funniest thing. I, hey, so that's, MTS, that's I mean, a good one. your boy didn't want the trilogy fight, man. He wanted to go fight Japs with shoes on. Hey, I don't, I don't blame him. I just want to smoke whatever my boy is smoking because that shit is some loud. You know what I mean? So I got to give him a shout out. But man. Fight of the year for 2020. I think it's a no-brainer. At the end of the day, I, I know we've had some good ones, but Wiley and Joanna, I was on the edge of my seat. Uh, even though I didn't think it was as close as people thought, I mean, I thought that Wiley went out there and she hit Joanna so hard in the head that Joanna grew another head on her head. Um, but it was such a great fight. It's either between that or Dustin and Hooker, and the issue have with that fight is that after a certain point it kind of became one-sided dustin was just whooping his ass after you know after he got through the initial you know couple you know round storm that hooker had so 
And then Davison and 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 Brandon Moreno, I kind of disagree with the judges. I thought it was a four to one victory for Davison. So my my, my pick boy, is my why boy Derek just clearly, My boy Derek clearly had it right. Yeah, one person had it right. Even with the point deduction, Davison <laughs> wins that fight in, on my scorecard. So. Yeah, man, it was a travesty. That judge Camijo should be ashamed of himself for uh, scoring that fifth round for Moreno. I mean, it, it was his card that fucked it all up. So, you know, um, yeah, my fight of the year, yeah, Ilana and Zang was definitely up there. Um, I'll go with Poye and Hooker just because, man, yeah, it did get one-sided towards the end. I mean, there, I know there was a 10-8 round, if I'm not mistaken, maybe the fourth or something like that uh, for Dustin. But them first two rounds, man, I mean – but I mean, them dudes are out there, and them, like I said, them hooker knees, man. Are, hooker might have that might be the scariest weapon in the lightweight division because every time he throws him, I just hold my breath. I'm like, oh my god, don't let him! Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and you know, my boy Chandler, my boy Chandler better be ready uh, for the knees up the middle. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, Chandler's, uh, you know Chandler's the perfect height for that knee right up the middle. Oh man, he better he he better not get tired, boy. He better not cook her out. Because fucking if this shit starts uh, hitting that fatigue state, man, you know one of them knees will get through. But, uh, yeah, man, I'll say Poirier and Hooker, man, just because the early on in that fight, man, I ain't seen exchanges like that. And, and I know, and he is the king of the awards, Bernardo. And I know uh, Hooker uh, was talking a lot, you know, before that fight with Dustin. But, man, I, I earned a lot of respect for, for Hooker because, I mean, hey, he he talked a lot of shit. He tried to back it up, you know. He 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 tried. You know what I'm saying? He uh, low key. I mean, that boy's high key, Chinny uh, Bobby. Um, but, there's, yeah. there's old news around these streets. <laughs> <laughs> we we've been knowing that. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, man, that's my fight. But yeah, Wang's in uh, in Joanna. I mean, like you said, a, a head grew on top of Joanna's head. So I mean, I mean, I remember seeing her face a couple weeks after that. She still had. Like, you know, even like a month after that, she still had uh, marks from that fight. So, you know, that fight was legendary. So last but not least, the fighter of the year. So I think there's only a couple worthy options, but I'm going to let you take it first, man. Who is your 2020 fighter of the year? Mm, man, I wanted to pick Blackovich, but he's more of a breakthrough guy. Um, I'll pick, man. It's a tough one. It's between three guys. That's Khabib Nurmagomedov to go out, you know, if he's actually retired, you know, to go out the way that he did. Like I said, I've never seen Justin Gaethje look more lost in a cage, uh, you know, ever in my life. Now I know when Dustin, you know, when Dustin fought him, I was mad that Dustin, uh, you know, in between rounds was saying, I, I can't get him off me. And I was like, Dustin, don't say that shit. But then now I, now I see why. I mean, <laughs> I, was, I mean, he was like, bro, I can't get him off me. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I, I just can't, you know. Um, and, I mean, Gaethje found out quick. So, yeah, it's between him, Kevin Holland. I mean, he started this year coming off a very, very embarrassing loss, finish loss to Brennan Allen. I mean, a fight that I'll still never understand because I'm just one of those people that believes if they fight ten times that Kevin Holland will win the rest. But, uh, you know, Kevin Holland, apparently he said he was rolling too many blunts before that fight. And he said, uh, you know, he, he told Felder that he kind of after that fight, he had to he had to slow down a little bit because, uh, you know, 
he was embarrassed. And I mean, what he did to Fluffy Hernandez finishing him less than a minute. I know there was a couple bums like the guy, uh, the Chia Pet guy. Uh, he looks like a Chia Pet. Yeah, you know, that guy. Yeah, that guy. You know, I know he fought him. But the fight with Darren Stewart was a good fight back and forth. And then, uh, you know, the the Joaquin Buckley fight, you know, who we thought was just some, you know, you know, off the street newcomer, you know what I'm saying? Turns out Buckley's pretty good himself as well. And, you know, Kevin was talking to him the, the entire time. I mean, he was like, what happened to all that talk, Buckley? What happened to all that talk? And, you know, Buckley was in there, uh, you know, pretty much uh, just asking Kevin for forgiveness before he got knocked out, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, Kevin Holland and uh, the third option, I'll say is, uh, you know, Adesanya, man. I mean, the dude's like a, a budgeting star. I mean, he's got the opportunity to get two belts. And, you know, like I said, I mean, the dude had the number one video on Pornhub for like a, a week after that, uh, <laughs> that, he, that he did. The, I mean, like I said, they were using the hashtag black under uh, under uh, Costa's, Costa's IG for, for, for weeks, man. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but I'm a pick. I'm gonna pick Khabib, man. I just the, the way he went out that last fight, man. I was I was in awe of that performance because I was I was one of the people. Not I didn't pick Gaethje to win, but I was like, it could it could be a good fight. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we're talking about Justin Gaethje here for Christ's sake. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a lot of people were taking dog shots on Justin Gaethje at those odds, and you know it, it did turn out to be a waste of money because uh, I mean Khabib went out there and made the dude look like that, and you know he was coming off his Ab Abdul Manap passing away. I mean we we know all the respect we have for Abdul Manap. I mean Ab Abdul Manap. I mean dude, you, you see all these Russians are missing weight now because Abdul Manap's not there. You know what I'm saying? I, you know if Abdul Manap was there, he'd he'd have these dudes uh, you know in tip top shape. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I feel like that was the performance. The, he's the fighter of the year. Uh, and, and, man, I hope uh, – I mean, if he wants to give up the 155 belt, you know, uh, that'll be nice. You know, Dustin and Connor could uh, run, run it for it or, you know, somebody else, maybe a do Bronx. But, you know, the division will move on anyways. But, man, that, that, he's my fighter of the year. Yeah, I mean – Definitely up there. Real quick, back to the comeback of the year. You got to give a mention to Sean Strickland, you know, coming off that motorcycle accident, coming back and winning two fights up away class now. So he's definitely one of the comeback fighters of the year. But back to fighter of the year. So, I mean, you mentioned some good ones. You mentioned Kevin Holland, Israel Adesanya, Habib, Jan Blahovich. But what about Davis and Dice Duguay Figueredo? I mean, this man became the champion this year. And there's... The only thing that sucks is that there's been some controversy, you know, like he missed. Bro, I'm, I'm, well, like I'm tired of this whole thing that like people really think he was in a tie with Moreno. Like, come on. <laughs> that shit was no tie, firstly. But and, and the, the best <laughs> thing about it was everyone that was talking about, you know, Davison's, you know, gassing issues. Who won the fifth round? Davison won the fifth round. Who, 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 folded, who folded in the fifth? So, I mean, look, it sucks that he missed weight for the first Benavidez fight, and it sucks that one judge fucked up the scorecard and, and called that shit a draw because that shit was no draw. It was 4-1 to one for Davidson Figueredo. But I, I think I still think he's up there for fight of the year, or fighter of the year, man. He brought back uh, violence to the, to the flyweight division. He made 125 great against Shaq. So 
Do you, you remember uh, when we DJ was champ? They were talking about shutting down the division. They ain't talking about shutting down the division with this champion, Shaq. Yeah, man, we were tired of uh, uh, people, you know, our our flyweight champ going to decision with Tim Elliott and and, and you know, uh, you know, taking four rounds to finish Ray Borg. You know, I know it was a spectacular finish, but my boy Figgy would have went out there and put Ray Borg in in the ground and, and very quickly. You know what I'm saying? So, nah, man, I'm just talking shit. Look, DJ, you know, great champion, but just not the goat. You know, not not top five either. Or ten, you know, but great fighter, you know, top twenty, yeah, top twenty fighters of all time. I'll give him that. Definitely top seventeen, you know, fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we get out of here, our final thing we gotta do is we gotta say who will be the champ in each weight class this time next year. So we're talking. What's the date today? It's December twenty something, December twenty third. Firstly. Merry Christmas. I know it's coming up in a few days here, so Merry Christmas to all y'all out there and everything else. But anyways, champs this time next year, strawweight. So currently it's Wiley Zhang. You think Wiley Zhang will still be champ this time next year, Shaq? Mm, damn, that's a good question. Mm, so that means Chow Nan has one year to get to the title fight. I'm sure, I'm assuming the Carla or Ioana fight should happen you know, somewhere soon. Uh, I'll say Ann Chowman will be the will be the 115 pound champ by the end of 2021. I'm gonna agree with you, Yan Chowman. I mean, we've been riding. We're, I'm gonna ride this train until the wheels fall off. You better know that. So Yan Chowman. All right, at 125, I assume you're not picking anyone to beat Bullet Valentina, not Jessica Andrade. I mean, you think, no. you think Jessica Andrade can do it? No. All right, so we got bullet valentina hey what about what about uh rebos down at strawweight though you think rebos can can touch gold or no mm, well she's fighting marina it's it's gonna be between her chow and all them you know i know suarez should be getting back into the mix here soon so i'll tell it's you who be it between them three to who's gonna it, it, it won't be rose nami Yunus. uh i mean look uh rose is something else man <laughs> look I, I like her but uh look if she don't want this title she needs to come go ahead and get out the way because there's people that do you know what i'm saying uh so 135 I, i'm sticking with my girl amanda i don't think anyone's touching her yeah unless she retires um yeah amanda uh flyweight men's so right now davidson's the champ you, you think he's got – you think Henry Cejudo or Cody Garbranch or any of these guys can come through? Mm, unless there's someone I don't see yet. Uh, I'll still say Davis. And we got the, the Moreno rematch. You know they're going to want time to, to build that up. Um, so I'm assuming he probably fights like twice next year. Um, Moreno and May, who's number one contender outside Ascar? Um, yeah, so just beat beat up on Moreno and Ascar. Keep that belt real quick. Yeah, I'll say I'll say Ascar could be a tough fight because he he's more of a you know staller grappler you know trying to get the decision. But uh, yeah, I'll say Figueredo. But you know, flyweight's one of them divisions where I mean a dude could pop out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? And you know, being the title, I mean. I know a lot of people are saying my, my boy, the brick flick is going to be a title challenger here, you know, in a year or so, but we'll see. Well, let, let's relax. Uh, I know my, <laughs> boy, my, 
Our boy pulled a stunt is what happened in that fight. I mean, Jim Jimmy was getting his ass beat, but it's all good. That's a different talk for a different day. But anyways, 135. Currently, it's Peter Yan. You think uh, Peter Yan, uh, you think he's going to keep that belt? He's got some competition with Aljo and some other guys. Yeah, he's got his hands full. Uh, I think he beat Sterling. Um, So then it would leave Sandhagen. Who else is there? Yeah, I got him over TJ. Mm, Man, I don't know. I, I got him over Sterling. Um, but you know, I, man, I'll be honest with Peter, you know, watching tape on Peter, I did say like, you know, before the auto fight, if there was anybody that could beat Cejudo, it would be this guy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I didn't think anybody else could. So I'll say Peter Yan will still be the champ. I don't think he gets a lot of credit, man. I mean, I know people have this. Uh, this thing in their mind that Jimmy Rivera was whooping his ass or something like that. But, you know, uh, as far as I'm concerned, Jimmy Rivera hit the deck on more than one occasion. So, um, you know, and I know people think Aldo was having success, but yeah, he was for a round, but you know, uh, there's more rounds to go. And I think he's going to open a lot of eyes in that Sterling fight. And it depends because the Sanhagen fight could be a possible mad matchup just because Sanhagen's way taller than him. But I've heard Peter Ian say that Corey boxes like an amateur. So, you know, uh, we'll see. <laughs> I got to stick with Peter Yan, man. I think he's too focused right now to to lose to anybody. Um, it's, you know, once he starts declining a little bit, he's still young, too. I, I think he's the guy, man. So I got I to gotta stick with Peter Yan. All right, 145. So currently it's Volkanovsky. He got past Max Holloway, but there's still Cater out there. There's Sodique. There's... A lot of people out there for Zabit, Yair, <laughs> Murderers Row, 145, man. Man, I, I like Volkanovski. Yeah, I really, man, he's more where I think he might be in play in terms of he might. Just because, you know, that's how these careers go out, you know. They, uh, my fault, shit. Um. That's how, you know, sometimes you you drop one in these title fights and you got to get your belt back, you know what I'm saying? And I could see that happening. Uh, I can't say to necessarily who Ortega did look good his last fight, but Volkanovski is a different type of ballgame. He is the best fainter in MMA. I mean, I know you know about those Volkanovski feints. Uh, my boy Volkanovski can get anyone biting on them feints. And, and Holloway, you know, I know it was controversial, but, the drive that Volkanovski had in the last three rounds. Uh, and, you know, time was against us, you know, because we weren't sure if we won the third, but the fir- the fourth and fifth, I mean, were clear as day. And um, you are right, uh, Lucas. But, yeah, I think uh, – I think uh, – what was I saying again? Um, uh, Volk. Yeah, man, I don't know who's going to beat him. I could see Zabit beating him. I could see – Calvin, maybe, you know, he's got to get past Holloway first. Um, I could see, I could see, I could see somebody else being champ at the end of 2021 at, at Featherweight. Yeah, you know, Yair, Zabit, uh, Ortega, um, another guy that, you know, a lot of people shouldn't sleep on that always gets slept on. And I feel like if he gets the right matchup, uh, you know, is Josh Emmett. You know, and I know he's coming off uh, ACL surgery, but the dude fucking cracks. Like, he is the hardest hitter at 145 pounds. 
without a question. I don't know if he's got the volume to go up against these guys like uh, Zabid, but if he if he touches anyone on the chin in that division, they uh, could go to sleep. Uh, another you know, some other like Sadiq, you know, man, I need to see Sadiq and them fight. Arnold and him need to they need to get a fight here soon, man. I heard uh, Arnold's looking he might take a fight with Cub Swanson. I don't know, fucking. You know, Sabik, you know, Jeremy, I mean, Daniel, isn't it a shame? Jeremy, I mean, he's found his way out of this Arnold fight like no other, man. I mean, now he wants to fight Giga Chikadze and shit, man. You know, hey, props to him. I'm going to go Sodiq Youssef, man. I think that if he can just stay active, he's got the path, man. He's got the ability. Like with these other guys like Ortega, Zabit, I think they're great fighters, but I think that they might just fall short when they get to the title shot. Whereas I can see a guy like Sodiq, a couple more wins. I think he's got the potential and uh, the ability that he can be a champion one day. Just has to get a little bit more ring time in there. But I'm going to go with Sodiq. He's got uh, 365 days to do it. So let's see. All right. So 155. So we don't know the deal if Habib is going to take one more. I'm assuming Habib won't be champ this time next year, not because he'll lose, but because he's probably going to be retired. So who do you think? Uh, you think in Poirier? Gaethje, McGregor, or Charles Oliveira? Mm, or Michael Chandler? That's, <laughs> yeah. um, that's a tough one. That's another tough one, man, because I don't know. Because I don't know the, the 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 status with him, with Khabib. Um, uh, I don't think it's going to be Gaethje. I don't think it's going to be... Um, Man, Oliveira could be in play just because Oliveira's a bad matchup, man. He, you know, you get underneath Oliveira, you might be fucked. So, fucking, he, he, he could be, uh, it could be him. Uh, it could be, I'll say Dustin just because he's my, he's my boy. But, you know, uh, Oliveira's, I'd say Oliveira's a close second. I don't, I don't see Gaethje getting back up there. Um, I, I'm a big fan, but I, I you know, the, the way I see him is, is he's had a amazing career so far, but you know, uh, man, I feel like that last fight might, my, my, I'm interested to see how he comes back. You know what I'm saying? Uh, At least he's got, you know, I know, you know, man, I, I'm really curious to see if that fight actually happens. Cause <laughs> personally, I don't think it should be sanctioned. Um, I think, uh, uh, but I know, I Kinsa went the people are but like, he went the distance with Khabib. Yeah, Khabib was, you know, you know when you do your uh, free sparring in the video game, man, and, and you you know you want to work on your uh, <laughs> on your techniques and stuff. You know what I'm saying? My boy Khabib wanted to work on his box that night. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, man, I think uh, oh, I'll just say Dustin just because he's my boy. He, I mean, this fight with McGregor is pretty much the de facto title because. Um, or it should be because I mean I I have a feeling that Khabib probably won't come back, man. I don't know. I, that's what my gut tells me. Um, because he's not a guy that needs money, man. Money is not gonna do it for him. You know what I'm saying? Uh, um, just wants to get that thirty and zero dip. You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. But like, why not do it against like? I mean, he's gonna fuck McGregor up, man. Fucking like, you know, people think Connor won the third round against Khabib. Connor didn't win shit against Khabib, but I, I got uh, Charles Oliveira to become the champ. I hope Dustin does, just because he's like my favorite fighter. I love watching Dustin, but Charles just oozes future champions. Something about him, the way he's been performing lately, I think he's got it, man. I think he overcame those mental hurdles that he had to overcome, and now the physical, uh, the, men the mental is catching up with the physical. So 
I got to go Charles Dubronx Oliveira to be the UFC lightweight champ this time next year. So 170, Usman uh, is the current champ. You know, Colby's out there. A lot of up-and-comers in that division, too. You got Himaev out there. Uh, who, who do you think is going to be champ this time next year? I'll say Usman still. I think no one can beat Usman in that division besides, I mean, Covington's his tough fight and he finished him. So, you know, Burns, we'll see how Burns does have that big explosion. Maybe he can catch Usman and their former training partners. But mm, I'll say Usman. But I think towards the end of 2021 is where you'll start to see. I think towards the end of 2020, whether it be a rematch with Covington or the Burns fight or Chamayev, I don't know, some uh, one of these dudes emerges, and, and we finally see Usman maybe get rock dropped. And going into 22, after they give my my prospect a full year of opponents, and that prospect being Miguel Baeza, you know, for 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 2022 is when you'll see my boy in the title picture. Uh, but then I'll say Usman, man, I just think he's too mentally tough too strong in the clinch. I mean, these dudes can't get up. I mean, if you're in Covington, you know, you're going to get, you know, pressed on that cage, taken down, you know, the, all that good stuff. I mean, the, you saw the Masvidal main event. I, we saw, we knew what was going to happen after that, uh, after George gassed himself out, you know what I'm saying? Uh, now my, my, uh, the foot stomps and the, and the, the kneeing to the thighs and all that good stuff, man. It's not the most prettiest style, but Usman, he's super effective. Uh, so, yeah, I'll say him. I, I like Usman a lot, but I'm going to go with Himayev, man. I think that people don't realize how real of a deal this guy is. Um, just because he hasn't fought anybody yet, but, I mean, if you see the, the the potential and the skills that he brings to the table, you can see that he's a legit fighter. Um, look how he's handled the guys that he's been fighting. He's handled them accordingly. But what I think is going to happen is he's going to beat Leon Edwards, and then he'll either be one fight away from a title shot or he'll just get a title shot. I mean, the guy got a million followers his rookie year in the company, man. And listen, I like Leon a lot, but like you guys know Brian Barberena dropped Leon. You know Gunnar Nelson full-mounted Leon. I think that just because Himayev hasn't fought anybody, don't be mistaken. The guy is the real deal. I'm telling you all right now, he's going to come out here and beat Leon. You know, uh, you know, Leon tried to caught COVID on purpose. I'm just <laughs> he says, Hamzat is overrated. Who did he beat? Exactly. He didn't beat anybody yet. Just ask me that question after he beats Leon, though. You know what I'm saying, man? Uh, that's just how this shit works. I can't say he yeah, I don't think he's overrated at all because I've been hearing shit about him, you know, since uh, he made Sid Wheeler retire and brave. You know what I'm saying? Um, I just heard that Sid Wheeler fought some some Russian and, and he got uh, and he got messed up. You know what's funny, man? Darren Stewart, uh, the dentist, he said that he's actually trained with Chemayev. He said he went to Sweden like a while ago before Chemayev, and he said he trained with. Uh, and he's trained with Edwards, too, before, because, you know, they're both from uh, England. And he picked Shemayev, man. He said, just training with both of them, <laughs> I'm going to go with Shemayev. He was like, when he when he sparred with the, when he went to train with Shemayev, he, uh, it was Shemayev and that dude, uh, what's the dude that beat Gamra? You know what I'm talking about? His boy, Shemayev's boy. Yeah, Kutateladze. Uh, yeah, that dude. So he said that uh, Kamzat and this dude, I mean, they fucking train hard, man, like fucking like hours like you know daily like them two just working 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 and you know he says leon's good but he was like man he was like when they went to the gym with chamayev he was like i mean like you got people literally like just watching the dude train so 
you know, maybe uh, maybe he's right. <laughs> so 185 is currently Izzy Adesanya, and I'll tell you this, I don't really see anybody beating him. I mean, he already ran through Whitaker, uh, Costa. So there might be a couple other guys that can work their way up to title shots like Kevin Holland, but as of right now, I see Adesanya remaining the champion this time next year. Yeah, the big question is going to be, is, does he defend the belt in 2020? Because, you know, there's, there could be some big things on the horizons for uh, Adesanya. I mean, if he beats by Kovic, I, I don't see why he – not that he, you know, uh, 185 is a, is a bad weight cut for him, but, I mean, if he, if he knocks out Blakovic, I mean, the Jones pay-per-view has to be next, right? I mean, I know Jones has this heavyweight thing, but – you know, you know when he stops by Kovic that he, he's gonna he's gonna be talking shit, and you know John, uh, you know John ain't going for none of that. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like he could be in t- at 205 for all of uh, for all of 2020 uh, for all of 2021. So if he does have to vacate the belt, I'll actually say, uh, man. So you got Whitaker, Marvin. Kevin, uh, who else is up in the rankings at 85s? Um, fucking, who's, who's right at? Costa just lost. Oh, if he has to vacate the belt, I'll say Whitaker might, might get his belt back. Yeah, if he has to vacate, that'll be interesting. That'll actually be really interesting if he has to vacate. That would suck, though, if he did. But If, if, uh, if they... If he vacates it, I feel like it should be you let Marvin get a win against like Till or somebody. Um, oh man, Jordan, right? <laughs> and then uh, and you do Marvin versus Rob or you know something like that. Because uh, I don't see Cannonier getting back up there. I don't see uh, maybe Costa. You know, maybe Costa. Yeah, Vittori. I, I think Marvin. You know, let, let's. Uh, He's got the country behind him, you know, Marvin versus Costa, Marvin versus versus Rob, Rob versus Marvin, you know, any one of those type of type of uh, combinations. So 205 pounds right now. It's Jan Blahovich. Crazy. It's not John Jones. Uh, you think Jan's going to defend here? Uh, you know, his first time up against Izzy or, you know, one of these up and comers like Rocket or Yuri or even Jamal Hill or there's a lot of options Man. at 205. Yeah, that's another division because two hundred five. You know, now that Jones is out the picture, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's wide open. You know what I'm saying? So I don't see Blakovic probably with the belt. Look, he's had a good run, but he is getting old. You know, he is like what thirty eight. You know, he thirty seven. He's getting up there. Um, you know, you got Glover to share. I don't see him being a champ. Um, but who knows? Uh, I'll say Izzy, man. I think. Is he towards the end of 2021? Mm. But if he fights John, man, actually, mm, I don't know, man. That could it could be Jones, it could be Izzy, it could be Prahachka, Rachik. I don't, man, I don't see Rachik is good, but like I need to see more. Who's he? He's got a fight, man. They got him, gave him another easy one too. My head, fucking. Uh, I want to see Ratchik for someone like you know that's gonna put him in a dog fight because that's what I question with Ratchik. I know he's technical and Evan Clark uh, dropped him twice. Yeah, but I I have a suspicion that if you put Ratchik in a in a dog fight, that it's completely different, kind of like Ozdemir. Um, 
So, you know, it'll probably take down my head and get a title shot. Um, but I'll say, hmm, I want to pick John Jones, actually, man. <laughs> but, uh, fucking, I'll say Izzy. I'm going to go with Jamal Hill. I'm not sure if it's going to be right at the end of 2021, but I think this guy is going to be a future world champion. He's got the output of a little guy, but the power of a big guy. can go five rounds. I know he can. He's, he went five rounds. He's like third or fourth pro fight, and I think he's making huge leaps every single time. Uh, I can see I, I just think he's got future champion all over him, so I'm going with Jamal Hill. And last but not least, the big boys. Who will be the baddest man on the planet this time next year in the heavyweight division? You know who I'm going with. I'm going with the man I thought was going to be the heavyweight champion for the longest time. I think finally he will be. And that's uh, Francis Ngannou. So I think he's finally going to get his rematch, finally going to get his revenge. And I think he does knock out Stipe once and for all. And uh, Francis Ngannou will be your heavyweight champion this time next year, Shaq. Yeah, man, I think what Francis, you know, I think all these lessons he learned, you know, the Derek Lewis fight, the, the Stipe fight, you know, I think they were all, you know, all what he needed to, you know, for what's going to happen to him in 2021. And he's had to be extremely, extremely patient because you know what type of time schedule my boy Miocic likes to operate on, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Miocic, uh, Miocic don't got no problem sitting up, you know what I'm saying? Uh you know, Miocic and Dana ain't the best of friends. So uh, I, I see Ngannou, yeah. I, I feel like uh, Ngannou will get his belt in 2021. And not only is he going to get his belt, Daniel, I think this dude's about to be possibly one of the biggest stars in the UFC after he gets that belt. I mean, he'll be the heavyweight champ. And, you know, not only beating Stipe, but there could be a tr – he can knock out Stipe twice, you know, if they do a, a trilogy. And – you know, gas, gas. You might be right. I mean, look, if 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 Engano has to go to the second round, I might I'm gonna just walk away. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna be like, God damn it, fuck. <laughs> like, uh, but you know, Francis, knock him out, knock him out. <laughs> but uh, I think uh, he could also knock Stipe out if they do a trilogy, and he has a potential fight with John Jones on the horizon because Jones is possibly coming up to heavyweight. So. You know, uh, I feel like Francis is in the best position to be the biggest star of 2021. And, and you know, uh, I think he will get that belt. I, man, if Stipe avoids this KO shot again, I, I'll stand up and applaud him myself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> the first time I was saying shit like, no guy that lost to Stefan Struve is beating Francis Ngannou in a fight. And then uh, he beat Francis Ngannou well, in a fight. But I'm going to sing the well, same too. Dana, Dana said time. that. Well, Dana said the, for the first one, like, uh, Francis was missing his practices, his treatments at the PI. He took flights to France, like, two weeks before the fight. Like, uh, you know, Francis was, was tripping. I mean, he had just knocked out over him. I mean, you know, you remember how viral that KO was. Yeah, that, uh, that shit was something else, man. So I hope to see him do big things. We only got to see him for 20 seconds in uh, 2020, but I'm sure he'll... I'm sure he'll put on some good performances in 2021. But, man, that about wraps it up. So we want to thank everybody for joining us on this very special edition of Half the Battle. Last episode of the year, I believe. So thank you guys so much for all your support. And now it's on to 2021. So it's crazy this year flew by so fast. Make sure you all follow Shaq at MMA Genius 05. Follow me at Best Fight Picks. Go to bestfightpicks.com for the plays. Subscribe to Half the Battle on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Stitcher, Spotify, all the places where we are available. 
I also got some written and video work available at linemovement.com. So just thank you guys so much for all your support. We truly, truly appreciate all of you guys. It would not be possible without you. Uh, big things coming. So, again, thank you guys. And until the next time, let's cash these bets.